Hey, tell a man pass it, pull up and cross it. I'll bury that sh top corner. I'm a winger on the left, cut right. You can play me on the middle, I'm still top scorer. New studs on my boots, I'm blessed. No shin pads, I'll live in the edge. Got my ballet on the pitch, but the referee's finna pop that chest. Hey, hit a thing with the outside foot, like Roberto Ball in the air. Yes, 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 people are back again for another episode of the Footballers Podcast. I believe this is episode seven now, something like that. Hopefully, I'm sounding better. Hopefully, David's sounding better. We both got new microphones, not mics, but like headphones. Yeah. So, yeah, no, hopefully we're sounding better. As I said, I'm with the usual co host, David. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Come on, bro. Come on. So, yeah, no, we're just going to be going through kind of what's happened in the past week of football, really. Loads of stuff's happened, so loads of stuff to be going through. So, yeah, no, without further ado, let's. I feel it's best we start on the last UCL fixtures. Like, it's been so long, like. Since that yeah. game, but we'll talk about what which one should go first? Man City, Man City, Real Madrid. Yeah. Now, I was kind of surprised by Real Madrid. I won't lie. As I said, Man City they're going all out this year, so they're gonna be on smoke. But I was thinking Real Madrid could at least give them a run for their money. Like, I don't know yeah. about you. It didn't feel like Real Madrid. I mean, it didn't feel like Man City went out of first gear. Hundred percent. It seemed a bit of a. Um... Especially because they're used to like the intensity of the Premier League, obviously the cup games and stuff. But mm. you could definitely tell the quality drop off and how they're almost in like yeah, like you saying first gear. I think Real Madrid were obviously thwarted by the two mistakes that Varane had made. Yeah. So I think that was tough for them to even just mentally to come back from already having that goal down mentality like away goals and stuff. So, yeah, Varane did not help their case. I was very surprised by Varane. Yeah, he was so poor on that day. He was, he's like, for mainly, like, obviously, Premier, mainly Premier League watchers, like, you would consider him to be, like, the best outside of England type of thing. Mm. As opposed to, like, probably even up there with Van Dijk and stuff. But he just had a stinker, man. It was, it was terrible. Yeah, no, I was shocked still. And it just makes you think, like, maybe someone like a Ramos might just be... Like, obviously, behind Van Dyke, the next big thing. Or not, the next best car. It's evident yeah. when he's not in the side, like, leadership's he played, gone. He played a strange team as well, not going with Marcelo, not, obviously, Ramos was um, banned, which is another thing he needs to, like, get out of his game. Because I remember the Ajax game as well. Yeah, didn't he, he want to, didn't he want to, I swear one of the games, like, he purposely sent himself off. Yeah, that's fair remember. enough. That one's fair enough, because, obviously, kind of doing it in the future but I think that was the game where they didn't actually end up winning oh no that, I, I know what I'm thinking about it was time ago I think Jose Mourinho told him yeah that was I long that. Yeah. I remember that I remember that but yeah the red card because these these bands and stuff cost you in the big times like you can't you can't be guaranteeing like yeah I think he's unlucky because like yeah. now there's no actual second leg so it's like he's actually yeah like probably when he got sent off not saying he intentionally got sent off, but he yeah. might have been under the thoughts that, oh, yeah, I'll just be back for the second leg to save it, you know, Real Madrid. But, you know, it's different. Are you, how are you feeling about like, the whole kind of one-leg tie so far? I can't lie, I'm liking him. Yeah, it was nice. It was... <sighs> the thing is, like we were discussing, they're still the teams will still kind of go with their kind of identity in terms of the manager's tactics. Mm. So you can see, obviously, the... The two that we've watched, so Atalanta and um, Atleto, they were obviously more defensively based, 
yeah. like kind of stay strong, maybe get a goal on the counter. Unfortunately, it hasn't worked for both of them because the att- more attacking approach, I think, does work. Yeah, when it's in games like this, it's like, not saying you need to go all out, but it's this game, like, you only got one game, like... 100%, exactly. Because all, all it takes is a moment for a goal to score and the whole, like, in the PSG game, especially, mm. just one moment and a whole momentum shift. You could tell that. I don't think they would score both in... Um, in 90 minutes, but even mm. in extra time, you had you had them on paper to go because it's just... The goal is bring... Um, goes with confidence and form and just like not form what is it yeah confidence mainly because yeah. you have that it's like an extra boost yeah no goals change games that's the phrase yeah that, that that Real Madrid game was a bit nuts so but you know big up Man City you know they are serious this year yeah so and it's, it's quite interesting to see how like someone like um, Gabriel Jesus is proper thriving in these European games it's good yeah, to see exactly. God, yeah exactly I've always backed this case well, not like on like here, but like in the group chats, people are trying mm. to come for me. Like I'm trying to say, obviously, Gabriel Jesus, he ain't like a world class striker right now, mm. but he's arguably the best backup striker in the world. I can't think of a better backup striker than him. Yeah, he was brought obviously when he was brought in, they got him I think a year early type of thing, and then he obviously came. Oh yeah, yeah. After his season in Brazil, and I think Pep wanted him as a. Um, a replacement for Aguero because Aguero wasn't I think was it like something about how Aguero wasn't working hard enough for the team yeah when Pep first came like <laughs> he wasn't like fitting in at first ball like yeah. in the seasons and after he adapted the fact that Aguero like noticed this and obviously changed up his game obviously a testament to Jesus because he does see like a, the potential there and obviously fair play to Pep playing him in the Champions League and the Cup games he's still doing his thing Mm. And he's not letting he's not and obviously he's still young so he technically doesn't have the right but he's not he's taking his opportunities do you know what I mean yeah definitely definitely that, that was a great finish obviously it was a mistake but the finish for the, was it the second goal it's not really yeah. the easiest that acute angle to try yeah, and creep exactly. it in like big up exactly. Gabriel and obviously Raheem Sterling mm. my man bro like what's that 100 goals for Man City now yeah this guy I think it's his most high goal highest Goal scoring season as well. It's crazy. Like 26 goals. Like, and this is the type of season that people are saying, all right, cool. I, I, I'll admit, he ain't reached the standards this season like, as he did, let's say, last season, yeah. season before. But this is by no means a bad season for Rang Sterling. And that's kind of the picture that I've always seen people pay around this season. Or he's not been the same since, or Joe Gomez roughed him up. Like, no, like, obviously that happened. But he still had a whole solid season, come clutch in many big games as well. So mm. that's like, yeah. I've always been confused why people try to say he's got a bad season this season. Like, he's still putting up nuts I numbers. Think, I think they're, um, it's that team bias where Man City obviously haven't, because they have such high standards, they're not reaching them standards. You think, oh, the team's done badly, but. Mm. The same respect you give to De Bruyne. Obviously, De Bruyne is world class. He's separate, but yeah, no, but yeah, they're, they're in the same record. Him, him and Sterling are doing. Yeah, him and Sterling are scoring. They like the, or something. I want to exaggerate, but they're kind of like the diamond in the dirt for Man City. Like, in a poor season, they've still put up solid numbers and still 100%. done everything. But um, yeah, no, surprising for Real Madrid, but bigger Man City. So obviously, the next game after that was. The Bayern Munich versus Chelsea game. 
Yeah. Oh my god. That was just standard procedure for you know? the back, for the Munich boys. Yeah. Bro, that was actually. Do you know what? Chelsea was... win... Did Chelsea score two one? Yes, I think they might. Have... You know the cousin of goal. Mm. I think that might have or would have made it one-one. Yeah. If it got allowed, well, obviously it didn't. But obviously, yeah, I think Tammy Abraham made it two-one just for half time. Yeah. But nah, that from a yeah, neutral point of view, for them. obviously from a obviously from an Arsenal point of view, you know, it's nice to see against. But from a neutral point of view, that was just like hard to watch because like again, that's yeah. another side. They didn't feel like they went our first gear, and yeah, exactly. they just made light work of it. You know, I got to shout out my guy, Thiago. Absolute yeah. masterclass, bro. Richard, lighting it up. Putting, telling Liverpool, if you want to get me, pay up, bro. Literally, 30 million pay pounds. Like, and I've seen so many people say, oh, Thiago's 29. He's, he's like, I get. I, I would somewhat understand it if we're talking about a striker when you're... Although, then again, 29, you can still creep out good three more years out of them to 32. You're looking at Aubameyang, you're looking at Aguero, you're looking you at Ronaldo. As, you, as you're naming them names, I think I, I was um, even seeing like some tweets about, what was it? Well, I think people are looking too much into the ages nowadays. Like The game yeah. is obviously got faster, it's obviously got more intense, but the same way the game's increased, the, these players are world-class athletes who perform yeah. at the highest level every week. And to be honest, age isn't really a factor anymore. I really don't think it is. When when players were retiring at thir- in their thirties, no offense to these guys, but they weren't on diets. Do you know what I mean? Like obviously, like early two thousands, late nineties, they weren't on diets. They weren't on. They they would play play on the weekend mm. and just live their normal lives during the week. Like these players are training every day, have that have chefs in their yards. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, a, it's yeah. a completely different game. Fit, fitness regimes, of course. So I think age, I don't want to say age isn't isn't a number. Obviously, it does probably affect the type of position you can play. You know, it does matter, but it's like. But tactically, if you can mask it right, if you can put the right players in the right position, honestly, it's not the same. And players are playing on to late late thirties now as well. That's what I'm saying. Like this whole kind of I wouldn't say it's a myth because obviously back in the day, or you can even say a couple of years ago, that might have been true. Yeah. But it's like, as the years go on, this kind of thing gets debunked more and more, 100%. you know. Even in that in that very same game, we're seeing Lewandowski. Yeah. Let me just check his age real quick, because I can't, last time I checked, he was like 32, 33. Yeah. So it's like, we got Robert Lewandowski. My man was involved in every single goal. He's 31, yeah. about no, to turn 32. No, he was old, like. But yeah, no, with, with Thiago, it's like, even for a midfielder, like, back in the day, you could still... You see in players like Xavi, Iniesta, they would have to take to their 36 to then maybe drop off. Like those guys haven't even like is Iniesta still playing in um, Japan? Right? He's still playing now. Exactly. I think Xavi. Oh no, he's, he's a coach. Managing, yeah. yeah. But then but even still, like your Gerard, your Lampard, they all went up to their like um, 36, 37. So it's like I think now players retiring is um, it's almost a choice in terms of like in terms of their careers. It's mm. not. You're like hang, the phrase "hang up your boots." It's not. They could still really, definitely go on. A hundred percent. It's not really suggestive of like um, their physical shape. Obviously, this is not. This is not a good. I don't want to use this as like a benchmark, but you know, like all these legends games recently. Mm-hmm. You notice like the legends 
to this day, obviously, football is about technique, mentality, tactics, and obviously, physicality is a big part. Yeah. These guys are still doing. I'm not saying that they could be doing it in a Premier League team, but no. But we were still like someone like Arteta, for example. 100. percent In that to suggest team. like to suggest people in their early 30s, late 20s are like on their way out is just ridiculous in this time. Exactly. So when you got someone like Thiago for what, 30 mil, still. bro, snap that up. Like still. I'm not trying to hear that he's 29. Like that means absolutely nothing to me. 29 years of experience. Exactly. Like he's. I've, I've always said he is, for me personally, I don't know if this is a bit of bias, he is the best midfielder. Obviously, mm. it's tight in there. you got your De Bruyne so he's putting up solid numbers. But when it comes to that, the actual midfield game, the transition, the spraying the balls, as you said, the technique, like, Thiago has that all in abundance. Mm. He's like an Iniesta region for me. Like, it's yeah. a pity that he couldn't actually fulfil Iniesta's role at Barcelona. Uh, yeah. I think he oh, he, he left Barcelona so he can like work with Pep and obviously Pep was at Bayern so he but was he, definitely victim to the Xavi Iniesta yeah good um, good player bad generation yeah because he would he would have washed up that him and Fabregas Fabregas did play a bit but I think Fabregas was playing like a and David Silva as well these three these three are world class that's how good themselves. that Barcelona midfield was like you had Fabregas playing as a force nine and, and yeah. on the wing and shit like that. But um yeah, no, I mean as we mentioned with Lewandowski, like involved in every single goal. Yeah. Two numbers. goals, two assists on that day. Talk about Bundesliga numbers, he's scoring for he's getting four goal contributions against exactly two like opposition. Robin Lewandowski is the best player in the world right now. That shouldn't be up for debate. Like, mm. obviously, shout out Messi, twenty goals, twenty assists in his league. Shout out De Bruyne, shout out Neymar, shout out Mbappe, shout out all these men. But Lewandowski is the best player in the world. I think people get, I think people get confused when you when people say that. Like, we're not saying that Lewandowski is as technically gifted as Messi. But if I had to pick someone to be in my team today, mm. I'm putting Lewandowski in there because he's going to get me goals to win football matches. Do you know what yeah. I mean? If yeah. I wanted, if if I wanted a chance of goals and a nutmeg, no offense, but yesterday I'd put Neymar. In, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But if I wanted goals, I'm putting Lewandowski in there. So yeah, and like, deliver for me. It's good that he's now debunking this this false myth that he doesn't turn up in. All right, I get it. His UCL knockout record isn't the best. I'm not. I'm not here to say it's the greatest. It's the best, but it's it's not as bad as people made it out to be. This is the same guy who packed four past Real Madrid. Like, I was literally about to say that. Exactly. exactly. Like, people are trying to say, oh, he goes missing during these knockout games. He packed us. 10-2. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this guy has not been as this kind of ghost in the UCLs people try to make out. They try to say, oh, yeah, he does it in the Bundesliga, puts up solid numbers. When it's crunch time, UCL knockouts, he's gone. No. I wonder what his stats are like against... You know how, like, Ronaldo and Messi have scored against crazy amounts of teams? I wonder his numbers, because I'm thinking Champions League opposition at least. PSG, Real Madrid, Atletico Bars. Madrid. I don't think he's scored against Barcelona. Have they, they haven't played... He hasn't played Barcelona. No, he has um, in that game where Messi absolutely ended both things life. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, did, he score, I did he score at home? I think he had the he mask. Sc- he scored in that game. Yeah, he definitely did. I remember he had that really, like, Testegan made that crazy, crazy save. Oh, yeah, they were wearing, were they not wearing the highlight kit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all coming back to me now. Yeah, again. Um, yeah, big, big, big performances. 
I'm going to be honest, obviously we're not at the predictions, but yeah, if he doesn't score against Boston, I'll be very, very shocked. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, um, yeah, we'll get onto that car. Yeah, but I mean, what I might as well get onto that Barcelona game versus Napoli. I didn't really catch it too tough. I'll be real. It but was not. An, it was not an exciting game at all. I heard that Lengle put up a very solid performance. Yes, at the back. Yes, he got the first goal. I think set them off on their way. Obviously, I checked in it every time. I checked in it. I always saw Frankie De Jong, bro. Yeah, that guy is so good. That's another. That's another midfield masterclass for you, bro. That guy, it's unfortunate that he's had loads of injuries mm. and I think he wasn't actually played in his position a lot this season from what yeah. I heard. Yeah, yeah. But what I saw, because obviously I, I say altogether I checked in about half an hour in mm. that Napoli game. Bro, mm. Frankie De Jong was the stand-up there. 100%. 100%. That guy is definitely going to the top. You can see why Barcelona played the big money for him. Yeah. The midfield's ticking over with him just spraying passes. Obviously, <laughs> Messi and... Co up top. I don't think Suarez and Suarez got the penalty. Him and Griezmann weren't. I don't think Griezmann did Griezmann. Play? They weren't exactly banging in the goals. Messi was mainly the biggest oh, goal threat. That goal. That the goal where he ran through like they were there. Scores scores while he's on the ground. It's, it's, what do you think about that penalty claim? I mean, obviously it was given, but it's like I think it was. I personally thought that's not. A penalty. Mm. I, I get why it was given, like because he clipped Messi, mm. but he came in from behind. I'm thinking, I get it, like he clipped him, but there's no possible way like Kulabali will kind of know. I would say that, but it's kind of it's kind of that thing of getting caught in possession. But why on earth would you dribble the ball into your box? Yeah, yeah, just like kick it out, like just if. He was, I think he was sizing up for a big kick, but his full force went into Messi's ankle. And it didn't look pretty, but... Yeah, no, that's happened to me. It's like... Because obviously, I, I'm, I'm like, as a striker, yeah. coming in from behind, you do those type of stuff. It's a smart way to win a free kick, but it's like... Yeah. If you actually get clipped that way and your studs get caught in the grass, it's all oh, oh, swollen God. ankle next day. So, 100%. Like, I, was, I was like... I'm surprised I, I he managed to carry on. I'm getting like personally affected by when players get injured and the fact that he was carried on. Maybe he, obviously, I'm not going to take away from him the fact he maybe asked to play or he was just like, yeah, I'm fine. But mm. anyone in their right mind would just, just, there's no point. Do you know what I mean? I yeah, think they were basically clear, qualified as well. Clear to, I think they scored slightly before. That was the time. third. And then yeah. there you got another penalty again, right yeah. before. Terrible, terrible defending. I think it was a just penalty. Mm. Yeah, so what else? There was all right, so that's three games. There was one more. I'm like, oh, um, Juventus, Juventus yeah. Um, now, this, I, I said it in the last one. You like, did. Obviously, you did. they still lost, but you can't, people are sleeping on Leon. I feel like, yeah. as you have an underdog every year, um, obviously, Ajax was the underdog last year. Mm. I'm pretty sure there was another underdog the year before. I think Leon have a good chance. Obviously, it's unfortunate they're playing Man City and Man City are one of the favourites. But mm. that being said, I still don't feel like people should write them off. They've got a very solid side. Obviously, Memphis Depay goes about saying yeah. that guy, ice cold, running through his veins. How are you going to chip a keeper when all that pressure's on you? That was the decisive goal. So, big up Memphis Depay. Then you First got... game, pretty much. His, he played against PSG, but like, 
first game at top top level. Yeah, not they got that Bruno team. guy in um, centre mid or defensive mid, bro. Bruno, we were meant Bruno to get him. Yeah, Edu, my man's bringing in Louise William, but he, he he fumbled the bag with this guy. This oh. guy looks like I'm not gonna stretch it, but he he looks like a very very good talent, and he was great in that game. We were in the middle, the same. Got the penalty. Oh, oh by the way, do you know what? <laughs> that penalty was. I don't know how I missed it. I don't think I was paying attention, but that penalty was a sham. Like it was, it was, it was bad. Oh yeah, the claim. Oh, yeah. both of, bro, well, both of the cool like calls were very dodgy. But... I could see, I could see the. Um... No, well, who am I no. kidding? No, because I, I think the end of them. The, yeah, no, because I think that obviously the first one was poor, and yeah. I can't see it. But if I was to be rational, but I could somewhat see it. It's, he dived into the tackle, although it's evident he won the ball. Yeah, at the very stretch, that's what I can see. From that second, from the referee's angle, sorry. Yeah, it does obviously look because the ball then doesn't go where his tackle goes. Do you know what I mean? It's not in the same direction because it obviously hits off. Who are back in, but, in like, front of him. They, that's why they checked it on VAR as well. Like. That's the that's, that's the confusing one. I don't understand how VAR can then. It's baffling, and then you got that second one, which to this day I, I still don't really know why that got called. Like, what was it? A free kick, and then it hit the pan. Yeah, and they're trying to claim that as what handball. Handball. Um, that is. Do you know what someone was telling me? Um, in Juventus, Real Madrid, I mean, Juventus are a bit like Man United in the fact they've got a lot and lots of penalties this season. Oh, bro. I, I mean, think Juventus, Lazio, Man United have been penalty merchants this whole season. It's because their handball rule in, in Italy is like the most least rational thing in the world. Like, I don't believe in ball to hand and all that rubbish, but it could, you could literally have your hands in line with your body and hit your hands as a handball. Bro, thinking, the pie would have to chop off his arms for that not to get pulled. What is like? he supposed to do? And then you know the thing, I'll oh, put your hands behind your back. Well, am I going to jump up to block a free kick? Or I, I, I think it was... Um, was it a free kick? Was it Ronaldo free kick? Yeah, no, it was a free kick. I think it was Ronaldo taking it. But it was definitely a free kick because he was part of the wall. Everyone knows the whole thing of putting your hands crossed in front of you and then jumping to the side. I don't understand what the... The referees these days, shambles. But that's Juventus out, and it's just like another year. They're looking very sus right now. Be real, like obviously big on Juventus. They've what nine on the bounce, everything. But like obviously Mauricio Sarri, like that's how much so much has happened since our last podcast. But Mauricio Sarri, Juventus actually lost that game. Mauricio Sarri got sacked, and now Pirlo's the manager. But before we move on. Yeah, sorry. Did you see what was he saying in his interview that he only lost one UCL game, drew one, and won all the others? <laughs> no shame. No, no shame. shame. Like this guy should come come join us down at Shameless FC. Like literally. Are you moving like that, bro? Absolutely shambolic. So is he is he not pretending like he don't do like the worst Serie A season in forever? Exactly. Like, losing that. losing their last. I think losing. Was it four of a five? Yeah. Jesus, it was horrible. It was horrible. The team just seemed as if it was a bit of Ronaldo FC again. Dybala was unfortunately injured. He was and he came on. on and then he got injured again. Like, what? So you're going to bring on someone with one leg? That's just desperation. It's poor. The attacking quality that they have on that pitch. Bernadeschi, Douglas Costa available, Higuain available. 
But that's the Quadrado, thing. I'm thinking like Edible. this Juventus side is slowly. I'm not gonna say they're becoming mid, but they're they're on their way. Like it's wait, yeah. they're they're old, they're aging, and they, if you if you take up Ronaldo, the baller, maybe say the because obviously he improved as the season went on. Obviously the potential there goes without saying. Take up them three. Could be, you add Suchesny to that. Hmm. There's no one. I mean, Arta as well. There's no one who really stands out as that guy anymore. Yeah. Inter. Inter more promising. They finish one point behind them. Yeah. Lazio, if they can keep them over if they can. I think Lazio is a bit of a mentality issue. So if they get someone like David Silva. Oh, sh- oh, I haven't even considered that. Roma yeah. with all their signings. You know, like, I, I, there's loads of pressure. I'd say there's loads of pressure on these Italian sides to actually put pressure have it, on. Have AC Milan made any big signings yet? Um, no, but obviously they're linked with Torreira. They have the spending, they, well, they seem that's, to that's have spending power. Yeah, because I yeah, said so they... Yeah, it's like now. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like, this Juventus side isn't the Juventus of let's say three years ago for example yeah. like you need to start if you if you want us to take the Serie A seriously obviously I, I take mostly serious but it's like from the outside point of view it's like this Juventus side has performed quite poorly for their standards they've dropped so many points they finished on what just over 80 points mm-hmm. no just yeah just under 80 no yeah no, just over 80 and um, they still won the league like they dropped what was it 21 points from winning positions and they, they still won the league. The thing that still baffles me is that they won the league mathematically, but still finished, but still managed to only finish one point ahead. How can you lose that amount of gaps? That obviously was only a few games, but it's just mad. It's just it's crazy. Yeah, no, that's that's mad. So um, you, yeah, so now Pedro. Yeah. So and now today I, they sacked Sarri in the morning, and then. When did they announce Pelo? Was they it like late him. afternoon? They announced him at six because I got that notification. I'm thinking, yeah, all right, cool. Let me just finish what I'm doing and I'll make a quick edit. Next yeah. thing I know, like, because obviously at six for Breezio kind of rumoured it. Yeah. That's when I was going to get on my edit. Next thing I know, I come back and it's already announced. So Madness. it was in the evening time. Now, Pelo, Pelo. Uh, one part of me is extremely excited and one part of me is extremely worried. Mm-hmm. 100%. Like, I, I've just got the two sides of me because like I'm excited because no one knows what like when it comes to these type of managers no one knows what you're getting so it's the same kind of buzz I felt with Bartel say mm. what you want about whatever and whether you think he's a good manager to replace him whatever mm. he's never actually managed full time so yeah. you can't say he's shit you can't say he's good you don't know his tactics you don't yeah. know anything you know his formation none. his what ideas he he wants. exactly so on that side of things, I'm excited for Pirlo because for the Juventus kind of chairman to say, I want you, mm-hmm. there must be something. Because they've obviously known him behind the scenes and yeah. the backroom staff because obviously yeah. he used to play there. Mm-hmm. And he obviously came in as the under-23 coach just nine days prior. So this, they obviously see something in him. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, there's another side of me which is like, as much as I feel like you can pull off the madness and everything, this is arguably the worst ever time for you to join a Juventus side. Because, yeah. as I said, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. Baptism of fire, as they say. It's so, like, he has to steer a sinking ship. Yeah. As his first job. 
it's 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 uh, it's a big task. It's a big Do you know task. what? It has shades of Monaco and Thierry Henry. Yeah, because that Monaco side was coming off a of madness as well, and it just reflects so poorly on the manager. Yeah, obviously Juventus have inexplicable talent, like an incompar- incomparable talent. Sorry, mm. practically two hundred million in Dybala and Ronaldo alone, but. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm actually, but on the excited side of things, it's like, this is the same man who's played under Ancelotti, played mm-hmm. under Allegri, played mm-hmm. under all these top, top, top managers, played for Inter, AC Milan. He's the beautiful game personified. He's that midfield general spring. One everything. Literally, just everything about him is just so classy. As I said in my post, like I'm trying to see this guy sip the finest of red wines, yeah. standing in his tailor fit suit. Like he just oozes class, everything. Yeah. So it's like obviously that's got nothing to do with the managerial thing, but it's just there's a lot of to like Juventus. Obviously, want that they've gone from having some like chain smoke on the sideline <laughs> to like some like it goes in line with their that's what you call their vision as well, 100. But yeah, no, like hopefully attacking football is back to the what's that yeah. stadium, the Allianz Stadium. Surely they'd have to bring attacking football there because that was what it was lacking. It was the most dreadful brand of football ever. Mm. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm mixed between two, but overall, I'm excited because fuck it, like this, this is a legend of the game. Let's see what happens. If it doesn't work out. I'm not going to say I'm surprised mm-hmm. and I don't feel that people should write him off because as 100%. we said, this is a, a, a massive, massive task. Yeah. But you never know, like, I mean, that's the thing, that's the, another worry thing is, like, people would compare it to your Zidane's, your Arteta's. The the thing about them is Arteta was an assistant coach for three years of mm-hmm. all title winners. So Zidane yeah. was not only the under-23 coach for a while, but he was always drafted in, like, he's been in Ramage's plans for over like a decade now. Like obviously yeah. it looks recent that he's just come in in what 2016 and just done whatever. But they've been plotting him from yeah. early from the when he was Mourinho's assistant to the under 23s. Like he's definitely this was a, a plant from Real Madrid from it's day. not it's not it's not um by luck. It's not by chance. Yeah. These so things obviously like, planned. With Pirlo, like he's never managed any game at any level. Um, but I just, I, I, you just don't know what to expect, really. But that's what do you fun. think about them effectively not going with Pochettino? Um, that cool. would that would have been my bet. Def- I feel like they would have been better off getting a Pochettino, letting him stay with the under twenty three, maybe even Pirlo's uh, Pochettino assistant, mm. and then slowly, as I said, I, he could have been a plant Pirlo in himself with Pochettino's the main guy. I feel like Pochettino. He's, Pochettino goes out saying, like, as I said, he should have been the guy in the Man United job, but obviously Ole got it and he's doing whatever he's doing. But I think that job's open very soon. Definitely. I mean, I'm I'm still not convinced by Ole, so it's like, if he fills up to my doubts, then it could be a chance that Pochettino he could, could be, be walking, in his way. He could be walking into a talent pool as well. If, he, if Ole manages to get Sancho and all these guys... Mm. And uh, it'd be crazy to think of him to underperform, but if that is the case, I mean, we should touch on Central for a bit. Then. Yeah. So yeah, I think Poch was. I think there was a bit of doubt about his style of play, but 
fair play to Juventus, they took the the outside of the box route, so best of luck. Yeah, no, on the central thing, like, wait, first of all, do you think it's gonna happen? In my in my mind, I do believe it's gonna happen, only because realistically, money is not a problem for Man United. And you think? I think obviously the funds isn't a problem, but the guy dealing with the funds, yeah, could very well be a problem. I think it's a bit of saving face because the problem is it's the Pogba and it's just opening such a a bad window for Man United in particular. Mm. They cannot go to any other boardroom for a player who has the little bit, like the t- smallest bit of talent potential, and. Like who who do Man United need next? I suppose maybe some midfielders. They need depth. That's what they need. Depth, depth will be expensive out of this world for them. Yeah. Any player Man United come knocking on the door for, Full you price. can add you can add forty million at least, and they will pay it. Like they're not the Man United of old where they can bully people how they think they can. Yeah. Like with all due respect, when it comes to the market, people take you for dickers now. Yeah, hundred percent. Premier League clubs, especially. Exactly. Like, all due respect to Maguire, I, I've put him in my team of the season, everything, but he's not worth eighty million. He was worth at the time about fifty at most, or forty. Do you know what? Even I'm not like, I'm not belittling any of the transfer process, but Leicester probably just said eighty million as like a. Just for the banks, like fuck it. Let's see. What, let's just test the waters. Let's see where they're on. Literally. And then, and the thing about them is with United, it's like they. They kind of feel like because they splash up this money, it's like, yeah, I, I got we got money to flex. Where this rich club, it's like it's not like that. These clubs mm-hmm. are actually taking the piss out of you, and you're not realizing because you actually feel like you're spending a lot of money. Like, I don't know. They need to really get that in their head. So, realistically, they're gonna try hassle hassle Dortmund to get a lower fee. It's not gonna happen. Dortmund don't need to sell, and they don't need to keep him. And he seems quite happy there as well. Yeah. Obviously, he would like. To, obviously, the reports are that like he would like to go to United. Obviously, personal terms with but he seems pretty happy there. So no you one really say needs terms agreed. A Premier League contract is a hundred thousand pounds more than anywhere else across the world. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's no. Just, so. But that whole person, thing about. Do you know do you, that whole thing about oh, if it's not done by Tuesday, it's not happening. I think that was bullshit, man. Yeah. Yeah. Therefore. Therefore. Like, well, I don't feel like that deal could have happened that quickly anyways. Literally. I think they were both playing on the same days. I think Dortmund obviously had a friendly, I think it was yesterday. And then Europa League for them. Yeah. It's, yeah, no. a, bit, it's a bit stupid. But Me personally, I think like it won't happen this summer. But I feel like it will. It could potentially happen next in January. But I feel like it will happen next summer. I feel like it's giving me vibes that it's on the cards, but it might be dragged out for one more season. They always like to do this. Like it's exactly what happened with Maguire as well. Like they were meant to get Maguire after the World Cup, but yeah. I'm getting those exact same vibes of that summer. It mm-hmm. didn't happen, but they went after the next summer. I feel like that will be the case this this time around. Jay, you know people getting on to me and us by like, oh, why do you why do you and Jay want um Sancho to come to United so badly? And I'm like. That would be good, man. I don't understand. So, I mean, like, for me personally, I got a bit of a bias because he comes from an area that is down the road for me. So, yeah, it would be quite inspirational. It's like it's like people have to put football into context. Do you know what I mean? 
Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Like, like obviously this will be we a support teams, but imagine Jaden like the team we watch this league every week. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, people yeah. people are different. I don't think people can watch a Man United game and enjoy it if they don't. Yeah, it's different. But why would I not want to see Sancho in the Premier League? It's no, obviously definitely. nice. Obviously, literally, I wouldn't want him here because of the media, the stupid price tag that he's gonna get, the pressure that he's gonna have to encompass. Basically, and if he takes like the United Seven, yeah, plays for United in general, he's basically like Fernandez Part Two. Like he's expected to then take them to. What do they want? Do they want Premier Leagues? Is that realistic? I mean, bring them close. I would say. Because I feel like, as I said, when, with United, it's like, Sancho's good. Don't let me never get it twisted, but they need a lot more than Sancho. Mm-hmm. If they're talking 100%. about title challenge. But like, you'll definitely draw them closer. You'll definitely be a big sign for them. And if he signs, I will be happy for him. Well, what does Sancho mean for Greenwood, Martial and Rashford? Well, this has been my unpopular opinion. And um, I just... I, I rate Rashford and his mm. improvement. I rate him as a human being, as a guy. Like top, he, he's clear in those departments. Mm. I just don't feel like he has what it takes to to touch that top top level. I can wow. see it in Martial, mm-hmm. his dribbling ability, his finishing. Like I can see Martial becoming a top of the top creme de la creme. Mm-hmm. I can see it in Sancho. Sancho's what the only player to have over fifteen goals. And 15 assists, second crazy to Messi. Numbers, crazy numbers. And he's done it on the big stage, done it on like. And yeah. Greenwood is someone who needs more time to be judged. Mm-hmm. But so far, right now, he's, I say he's higher than Rashford. If we're tomorrow, right now, if, we're, if Man United were to play tomorrow and mm-hmm. I was to make a team, I'd put mm-hmm. Greenwood over Rashford only on basis of form. Mm-hmm. And Greenwood's form has only been, what, six months because he's just like burst onto the scene. So Greenwood would need more time to be judged, but I say when Sancho comes, it will definitely be Sancho and Martial. I'd say it's a toss between Rashford and Greenwood. If Greenwood continues this form, I can't say no to him. And Rashford has been poor since the restart. It's like, yeah. Do you know what? I'm going to give Rashford a case. He was the only star when Man United were failing, when Man United were with us in eighth. What are you talking about earlier this season? Yeah, his numbers were... Crazy, fifteen goals I think. And yeah, he was scoring against Spurs. He was scoring against big, big teams. Penalty versus um, two goals versus City. Sorry, I do rate him. I do rate him. I feel do you like... know what? I actually like. I like the way this sounds very weird for people who don't watch football, but I like the way he's on his on the ball. Like he's wanting the ball, driving forward, shooting technique is amazing. I rate the fact that he's he's got the confidence about him. Like he, he he's willing to take them risks. Yeah. Exactly, I, I I just love that in a football. Like, when I it think. comes to the free kicks, he, that Chelsea free kick, oh my goodness, bro. It was crazy. That I mean, I, at the time I said, and I probably still stand by that. That is probably is it. I say it's probably better than the Ronaldo um, Portsmouth one, just because of the way the amount of times it moved. It was and like it, was it like moved he, a good five times in the air, like. It's like he clocked them mighty balls in training or something. It was like the way he. Oh, it was, day, it was stupid. stupid. Literally, <laughs> I forgot who was in goal. It wasn't Kepa. It was Caballero. Caballero. The thing okay. with the thing with um, Ronaldo's is that obviously David James was in goal, but 
I think it was so more unexpected. But the, even the so, knuckleball was kind of new at the time. Yeah. Even so, I don't know. The, the the goalkeeper side was obviously not. I mean, the goalkeeper side was not realistic for Ronaldo. He went to the clearer side, you would say. <laughs> no, I think that free kick was not. Do you know what I love about Rashford's goal is the height as well. It went up and down. Oh, bro, it's actually, bro. I just think about it now. Like, it was bro, crazy. That free kick was nuts. It was crazy. But, you but, know um, the angle behind the goal. Oh my days. Nuts. So beautiful. But yeah, now with, with look, I, I do rate Rashford like, but if we're talking about on potential, if we're talking about ceilings, mm. I feel like a Greenwood has a higher ceiling than him. I feel like a Martial has a higher ceiling and. As it stands right now, Jaden Sancho has a high ceiling. I feel like Rashford's definitely good. And you know what? He I'm happy for him to prove me wrong because, you know, young English talent, like I, I want him to do the best he can. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm just saying how it is for me right now. Like but I, I feel like you... he, he definitely would start anyways, even if Sancho came, because it's a thing of Oli obviously will still put him over Greenwood. Yeah. What do you so what do you think about <clears throat> obviously you've touched on it. So your like thoughts on Martial, because I have mine and mine are a bit mixed. Okay, now I think Martial has the potential to be world class. I've seen his dribbling I feel like even right now, speaking right now, he is one of the best dribblers in the world. If he mm-hmm. was to proper go in full flow, he's running at you. The the ball there's very few players you can do what he does when mm-hmm. he's actually driving at you and he um, does his ball rolls, his step up, his bro, his dribbling. Ball control and dribbling is a number. Insane, sorry. And he's actually putting up these solid numbers now. Playing, See, I coming into the season, I had doubts of him being a central striker. I'll be real. I've always thought, like, every time I've seen him, he's been much better on the wing. But everyone's told me, mm. yeah, number nine, striker this... I so, think he's a number nine. Yeah, that's what... Coming into the season, I had my doubts. But after the season, his numbers, I, 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 I'll take my word back. And he's done very well as a central striker this season for United. Came clutch in big games as well. Mm-hmm. Scored against Man City multiple times, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, like, I do feel like Martial's potentially world-class. Every, every, everyone banters about him. But it's like, he could genuinely if he just and that's the thing the one thing I've always said about him is his consistency that's my issue but this season he's patting his consistency do you think? you don't think so? I don't have I didn't have as much trust in him to score as Martial I mean as Greenwood or Rashford Rashford let me down probably big time he let me down post lockdown but I'll give him the injury benefit of the doubt but before I don't know he definitely has like, I'm not doubting yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not doubting that he's scored a lot more goals and he's on the right path but I think it's been almost five years at United he obviously came as a young man yeah I think five years and he's just hit 50 <laughs> Premier League goals this week okay do you think he'll get that Ballon d'Or clause do you think he'll be best no, in the world I mean when you got a man like Mbappe just doing mm. the madness that he's doing I'm, I can't really see a Martial I mean it would do you take think, do you a think, crazy season. Do you think? Um, do you think? Sorry, what is that? What am I going to say? Do you think United don't need a goal scorer anymore? 
No, they they do still. And that's my thing. So then people obviously then they they suggest oh Martial brings a lot more to the game. I'm not obviously I'm not doubting that I do understand how attacking think, players work. I but... feel like his his hold up play does get a bit overrated. Like he's he's got good hold up play, but I've seen United fans try to compare his hold up play to your Firmino's like them and they're like he's not like that yeah yeah 100% it's good but let's not stretch it yeah do you know what basically what I'm saying is Rashford on the left Greenwood up top Sancho on the right very very disposable he's disposable but when he's in the team he can do a no it's interesting because I've I've definitely had this debate many times with people who reach that Mm-hmm. I'm literally it's just me and two other people standing up for Marcia FC. I would <laughs> listen. I would, the thing with me is, I can ride out for any player. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean, yeah. on any day I can ride out for any player. But no, I hear that. Like, Sancho, the excitement that I get when I see Sancho, the excitement I see when I get see Rashford, and obviously Greenwood. I think that'll be the three. I'm not. <laughs> before people say this, I'm doing some English English bias. No, no, way no. Each to your opinions like that. We need this, like. Yeah. Got a debate going on. Exactly. But, um, yeah, no, I, I personally feel like I, as I said, the front three, if Sancho came, like if Sancho came, let's say this month and Premier League starts in September, I could see I could see a front three of Greenwood on the Greenwood on the left, Sancho on the right, Martial top. Do you know what? Even technically, I don't think Greenwood should really actually start Premier League games. I don't think he should, but I feel like if it, it we're going on form, yeah. So I feel like if his form, form drops yeah. off, then. But in terms of his career, I do not want him to. Oh yeah, be not rushed. that not that much pressure. Yeah, no. But yeah, definitely not. I think, I think that's the United situation. Yeah, no. All right, that's that. That was a nice little discussion on Sancho. Then, so what's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? I think we should do the touch on the Champions game Champions League games mid Yes it did. Okay, okay. PSG versus Atalanta. Mm-hmm. First of the knockouts. Right now I will say that PSG attack by Neymar was useless. Poor. Did you see that picture? Or like when they cut to Sarabia and Icardi just looking on. Bro, they were <laughs> I, Icardi was just a lambo like Literally. he was just standing there offering zelch like nothing bro. and then there was Sarabia one chance was just he mid. just headed over the bar Sarabia he was just I think mid. I don't like McManaman at all the BT Sport co-commentator I don't I don't rate what he says majority of the time what do you say he was, he was like um, this is this is about I agree obviously because like Mbappe came on did more in two seconds than Sarabia did the whole game well, you don't you don't agree with that? I agree with that. That's oh, what yeah. I agree with. Some some of the other stuff he says, Higgy, but that I hundred percent agree oh, okay. with. Yeah, no, that that PSG attack was non-existent. Obviously, it was evident that variety was missing from the midfield as well. I didn't feel yeah. like Gay had a great game. I didn't feel like Herrera had a great game. Herrera was. So oh. I was saying, I was speaking to my friends. Is like the, um, the formation that they were playing. Mm. So it's kind of they always had the normal back through Marquinhos. Um, Thiago Silva and Kimbembe. Obviously, Marquinhos is a bit more forward now. Yeah. And then it seemed as if it seemed as if when they were attacking, because they didn't have really Di Maria, mm. Kara, the right back, would kind of push up. Yeah. And yeah. then Herrera would fill in that role. 
amount of fouls I see Herrera give in that position. I think one of the, I think one of the crosses that Gomez put in, they almost Atlanta almost scored from it. And it's like these silly fouls and stuff you just cannot be given away. Yeah, therefore, man. But Neymar, I, we will talk about Neymar in terms of his performance. But in terms of tactically dealing with Neymar, there was a point where people just were just play, they were just playing any position. Neymar would literally be come leave the attack, come from defender, pick up the ball, dribble through. He would either poor shot, but he was getting kicked and kicked and kicked. It was like yeah, everything up until the final ball. You couldn't really question his him. Fine, like, yeah. His dribbling, his directness, his flair. Like, he was showing the signs of Barcelona Neymar yesterday. It's another dimension that most footballers just do not bring. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and then the finishing, though. Yeah. I, I got to put it on him. Like, he that missed about five one. clear-cut chances. As you said, that first one, that? you, you oh, can't be God. missing those. Like... Obviously, it didn't cost them today, I mean, on that night, but it's like, if they didn't have those two moments at the end, it's like, you would be looking at all these chances that he missed. And again, as I said, up until the final ball, the performance was elite, but Mm -hmm. that finishing was... I think with final ball, though, I think we do have to consider like a bit of poor decision-making as well. Just lay the ball. Like, Cardi is not... Maybe he just doesn't have faith in the other players, but just little give-and-goes. The way he was giving and going with Mbappe, like, no tomorrow. The spaces that they create... I mean, we might as well insane. talk on Mbappe, like... I've, and then I've got another unpopular opinion. You know me, my unpopular opinions. Go I on. feel like Mbappe is PSG's most important player. Yes. I feel yes. like, obviously, ability-wise, Neymar is clear, like, his ability is, like, second to none. But if we're talking about effectiveness... Mm-hmm. And clinicalness. Clinical. Mbappe came on and he changed that game. Obviously, it was good that a Neymar had someone you can link up with. And as you said, when you got someone like Akadi just doing nothing, he can actually do a one two with Mbappe, get it back, and something can actually progress. Yeah, but it's like. Get cut through defences. Exactly. But Mbappe changed that game. PSG were not winning yesterday if it wasn't for Mbappe coming. <laughs> Do you, but so considering that, do you think if Mbappe was starting and then Neymar came on, do you think it would have the same effect? Because um, in my opinion, I think it would. I think, but that's the thing. Like if if you're giving those five chances to Mbappe, he's a hundred percent bagging one of them. I I feel like he's bagging the one on one. Yeah, like Mbappe has always been more clinical, obviously because Mbappe is naturally a striker. Yeah. Although he's played out wide, he's is a striker. Yeah. So. I feel like for as performances go, like maybe you might not have had much of an effect as Neymar did if it was just him. But if you're given no chances to Mbappe, he's scoring one of them, 100%. Also, do you think if Di Maria was playing, maybe not? See, the thing is, no, I, 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 have, I have incredibly ratings for Di Maria. At one point, I was saying Di Maria was more effective than Neymar. But listen, I'll, I'll, maybe I'm a bit of a, a bayer, but if Di Maria was playing, I think more creativity. No, definitely. definitely. Like if They definitely missed Di Maria. Obviously, PSG were missing a lot of... They were missing a lot of guys. Like literally coming into that game, Verratti, Di Maria, Mbappe, all out there starting excess. So they were missing their guys. But if Di Maria was playing, 100%. Like he's, he's low-key underrated, you know, like when you actually leave him. Yeah. Not, not really beat. Right? Ever since his United move, 
not really people have got much talk for Di Maria, but like his numbers back him up. Like if you're gonna try to say like, oh, he's not putting on great, his numbers back himself up. I'm gonna. Well, check. I think my basis on him being more effective than Neymar is that when Neymar and Mbappe are out in league on, in he league on, sorry, he, he's not he's not ghosting type of thing. Mm-hmm. He's doing he's doing everything that these guys do. He's finishing. Creating, bagging free kicks. He's dribbling. Yeah, his free kicks are nuts. His free kicks are dumb. I remember there was one against Marseille. It looked like man was in the halfway line. The way man curled it into the top corner. I think he had a, I think he scored a brace or something in that game. Yeah. But he's a big game player as well. Maybe France games, you can't. Not the biggest of pictures. No, but he's, I mean, I mean even that game against the 4 0 Barcelona, where like, yeah. he had a man in a match performance that game. 100%. 100%. So, yeah, no. Um, he definitely would have made a difference. But, yeah, no. I That is my... I mean, it's, it's come as an unpopular opinion because many people disagree with me. They say Neymar. I feel like Neymar is a baller. Don't get me wrong. I just... I just don't feel like he's as effective as Mbappe. And that's not a bad thing because I feel like Mbappe, effectiveness-wise, if, if even as a 21-year-old right now, he is up there as one of the best. Like, mm. it's no shame to be second to Mbappe. But... um. Yeah, no, he do, you want, do you want to transition this into the Hazard, wingers man. debate? All right, so I'm going to get corn for this. I've had this debate enough times on Twitter, so I feel like if I'm stating my opinion, you know, bring it to the pod. Yeah, I've I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, so before I start on this, uh, we'll add some context. Obviously, there's been a Hazard name on debate for a while now. Mm-hmm. It obviously came to life yesterday with. English fans watching the league. Exactly. Um, obviously, Real Madrid got knocked out recently. Hazard yeah. was non-existent. And yeah. Neymar put in a great performance. Obviously, that debate came to life again. But um, mm-hmm. we just thought we might as well do it on the podcast. You know, I'm going to fight for Hazard's case still. But what I yeah. will say is this season, Neymar's comfortably been better. Like, obviously, this has been a very, very poor season for Eden Hazard. Mm-hmm. He's... Whether it's, it's injured, failed to adjust, it's just not been a season. Hopefully, mm-hmm. he can regain his ways. But I'll be real, it's not looking likely because I feel like his confidence is just like shot to bits. And I feel like it's going to take a lot for him to regain that old Hazard. Even physically, he doesn't look like what he was. Yeah. But I'll fight for Hazard's case prior to this run, Jimmy. But obviously, yeah. I'll have to kind of include it. But right, so Hazard, like people say. Yeah. Obviously, big up Neymar for getting 16 dribbles yesterday. Hmm. I'm standing by my point that Eden Hazard is the best dribbler in the world right now, only second to Lionel Messi. The numbers back me up. Bro, when you've got Eden Hazard running at you, it's long. And I know it's, it's the same for Neymar, but I feel like Eden Hazard, he's he's just much more effective with his dribbles as well. Like I feel like, with Neymar and his dribbles, obviously it wasn't really shown yesterday, but I feel like people get the kind of skill aspects of a dribble confused with the actual dribble, take mm-hmm. on, get past the man, and that's it. Eden has a take ones are different to dribbles. Let's exactly. make that clear. Eden has a will literally he will just dribble past you. He probably won't do a skill, but he will definitely get past you. And that's turn of pace. Yeah. So I feel like his dribbling, clear of Neymar. Yeah. Um I feel like I don't know. I, I don't know if this is just being me a bias though, because I've always preferred Hazard as a, as a player in general. Yeah. But I feel like he's a bit more of a team player. 
I mean, so it's hard for me to make this debate now because of the season he's had. If it was last That's season. That's the thing, though. But we need to, like, with stuff like this, we need to really contextualise. Do you know what I mean? Because it's just unfair on everyone mm. if we're doing it year by year. Because yeah. like, what I said on my thing was obviously a prime hazard is better than an off-form Neymar. An off-form Neymar is not as good. Um, a prime Neymar is not as good as an off-form hazard. So you do have to be realistic. Someone mm. actually did disagree with that and they said they would rather an off-form Neymar than a prime hazard. Which That's I just, had just to... like... The thing with Neymar, he does have a bit of that fanboy Yeah, he has, the, he has the star factor about him. But... If I don't know, I've always thought like, if we're looking at it as a game, like as a team, I'd. Who I'd do you want in your team? As a team, mm-hmm. I'd probably rather Hazard. In, Hazard in is linking up. Hazard is linking up with my tall striker. Hazard is linking up with my fast striker. Bro, people do not talk about the carry job that Hazard performed last season. Yeah. Like thirty-one goals and assists with that Chelsea team. And he, he dragged them to Europa League. I'm not trying yeah. to hear... Obviously, shout out Giroud. Them two were the only ones who were putting up matching work for Chelsea. But mm-hmm. he dragged them in that final, bro. Mm-hmm. He dragged them throughout the season so many times where Chelsea should have lost. And then mm-hmm. this guy will come up with something like in the last mm-hmm. minute. And it, mm-hmm. this is the Premier League, the most demanding league. I, I, That's it. That is it. Premier League. I have, I'm afraid it has to be a, an argument. <sighs> I just I, I don't know because I've had this debate so many times so yeah. many times Obviously, it's an age old it's definitely an age old yeah like I feel like so many people respect I mean I feel like the dis- the hazard disrespect comes in the fact that there are loads of Chelsea fans who don't really put him in the greatest like when it's like they will say like stupid stuff like Hazard is one of he is the greatest player in the Premier League, for example, where he's obviously not. But there's been loads of Chelsea fans who would say stuff like that, and it mm-hmm. doesn't really it taints his name. Mm-hmm. So I feel like people just always come with this hazard agenda. Yeah, they just disrespect him. He's still one of the greatest players of this generation. And um, I don't. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? As well, I think I said this the other week. When we're saying like better, we're not saying that Hazard is. Way, 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 way better oh, than definitely. Neymar. Do you, remember, do, you, do you remember the um, Barcelona Belgium Barcelona Belgium Brazil game last year? Um, this is the World point Cup. I always bring up. In that game, Hazard was incredible. Yeah. One of the greatest World Cup performances ever seen. Probably not. Not. You know, it's up there. <laughs> probably, probably second to his one against it's France. France. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, bro, his dribbling in that game. This is what I mean. Like, there's two. There, there are two type of different type of dribblers. Like, um, I saw something that was like, Neymar will kind of dribble to showball, and not enough that that's ever a bad thing. But that's what he, he dribbles to have fun. And then uh, Hazard will dribble for ball retention. Yeah. And I feel like they're two different type of dribblers. I personally prefer Hazard dribble because I know for a fact Hazard will just go past you he doesn't need to do a step over anything he will just dribble past you he's got the incredible low center gravity he, he's got the strength he's got the power he will get past you then he might cross it in a, a Neymar will probably dribble past you he will stop do a little flick of his feet he will not make you turn back and he'll probably pass to someone else like I was, I was gonna say I was gonna say um, Neymar makes you look silly but Hazard has absolutely destroyed some defenders. Yeah. 
in, this guy was, he was carrying Coquelin on his back for like f- half the pitch. Crazy. Great. Like, bro. I think I think um, Hazard's strength is his um, is a slight advantage for Neymar. Neymar is obviously, I think he's a bit more agile and a bit more fast, I would say. But that is probably because of Hazard's build. Yeah, no, what I will say is during that World Cup 2018, the, Eden Hazard was comfortably the better player. It I remember I did a video. Mm. A lot of the stuff they did was very similar. I'm watching it now. But... Like, Hazard, he didn't drag the Belgian side. Obviously, you had your Lukaku's. Everyone on that Belgian side was good to bring on. But Hazard was... Hazard was top three players of that World Cup. Yeah. The same can't be said for Neymar during that World Cup. Yeah. But, um, obviously, if you look at Neymar's best season, it arguably trumps Hazard's best season. But then you've yeah. got to look at it, it's like... In you put Hazard with that Suarez of 14 15 and that Messi of 14 15, he's doing the same damage. If he's not doing the yeah. same numbers, he's probably gonna get better numbers for them and beside him because he's that type of team player. Mm. But I think saying that it's obviously a hypothetical, so I can't really run with that like too tough. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit, I don't know how I feel about hypotheticals only because. It just seemed as if that connection between Neymar as a Messi, I mean, Neymar, sorry, as a Messi, was a bit, it was different. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, obviously, I know what you mean. I'm not, you're yeah, not yeah. suggesting that it would have been Hazard type thing, but. Hypothetical yeah, are hard to run with because. He would have, he would have put numbers in. He would have put numbers in. And I think Neymar, obviously, especially in the Champions League, he scored a lot more of the goals. Yeah, I think that's a you could, down You could argue Hazard. that, you could argue that, um, Messi and Suarez would have scored the goals for Hazard. Another point I would say is Hazard's numbers don't back him up too tough. But Do you, you know that one about in the Champions League knockouts? Was it zero goals well, I, think, I think he just has terrible numbers in Champions League. I think League. he only has eight goals altogether and I think he has zero in the knockouts. But it's like... But Jay, off my head, Atletico Madrid away. Uh, he played that... What's that team... They're not Luda Goretz. He played in the uh, yellow team. They were yes, okay. yellow. Yes, he's obviously scored in them games, but the performance was insane. Barcelona, yeah, both Barcelona. legs. I think he was insane. Yeah, that's the thing with Hazard. It's like he has an absolute a, a catalogue of games where he would not have got a goal and assist, but yeah. he was definitely influential in that game. Yeah, like I don't know. Another one that comes on the top of my head is versus Barcelona in 2017-18 at Stamford Bridge. Yeah, him and William bossed that game, but they yeah. still lost because I think it was Iniesta who scored something like that. Um, no, yeah, I think it was one more actually. William yeah. eventually scored, but it was like he didn't get a goal or assist that game. But I remember him being bossing that game. Yeah, and yeah, that's the thing with Hazard. He has so many type of games. It's like you kind of literally have to watch him to know what he's about. Because if you're just going to look at numbers, it doesn't do him enough justice. That's what I would say. Okay. In terms of like our list, I would say talent-wise, as in skill, gift, football giftedness, Neymar Hazard. In terms of effectiveness and like actually progressive and winning football matches I have to put Hazard in uh, yeah uh, you know what yeah yeah I can agree I can definitely agree with that 
And I think that's different. I think it's difficult for people to understand because they say, oh, what about Neymar stats and PSG and Brazil and all this stuff? Yeah, no. Like, be be serious, please. Like, just I mean, even though even the Brazil Brazil stats, I'm not trying to take his stats by any means, but a lot of those games were meaningless games. They were friendlies, or is he like their top goal scorer? He's basically he's like two goals off on, um, but he's, he's been two been... goals off for one on box. Because I, 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 like I had an edit prepared for him like years ago in like yeah. 2018, but he obviously didn't score in the World Cup other yeah. than that game. And then he was injured for the Copa America. And then I think he like missed one of their friendlies or something, so we couldn't even score then. So yeah. I've had that edit of him holding Ronaldo for about nearly three years now. Brazil playing better of them competitions that just like they're not serious. Anything. There's the Saudi one. There's the Emirates Cup. <laughs> Literally, no Emirates Cup. The one where they just come. To they the play Emirates the Emirates. Just, the Emirates yeah. is basically less like a home at this point. Literally. But like yeah, no first for Brazil record because uh, it's like yeah that Brazil record was all nice and that. But when push came to shove, he lost the Copa America to um, Chile in the World Cup. He 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 didn't put up his greatest showing. So he obviously scored against Mexico, I believe. Mm-hmm. I think Coutinho scored that game as well. Or scored against Peru as well. Yeah, so he. he he hasn't really done himself justice. That in was definitely, definitely a disappointment. Sorry. I mean, obviously, the 2041, he got injured, but yeah, still didn't do much before. And no, do a... you know what? I'm not going to lie. The 2041, he batted up the group stages. You think? Yeah. I think he scored he... against. He's got, I think he scored every game. Do you know what, though? He One game he also batted up was the. Um... He def- the 2014 World Cup was definitely better than the 2018 one. Yeah, 100%. The. People don't rate this one, but you know the fucking what's it called? Confederations Cup. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. He was scoring that. He was scoring goals against like bangers. Obviously, the team. What happened to the Confederation Cup? I do not. I haven't haven't heard from that in a while. I remember the one, the one, the one before the World Cup in Russia. I remember Ronaldo playing in it. I think who won it. It was a really weird game. Like it was Chile, Germany. I just Mexico. remember you used to come at such awkward times. Like it was like the o'clock. weirdest tournament. I think they just stopped it because it was just not. It yeah, I haven't heard from it in a while. Maybe they're not going to do a Confederations Cup in Qatar. That yeah. is not. That is not smart. Yeah, no, but we should probably close this debate. But you kind of nailed it on the head, really. If I'm picking a team yeah. and someone who's more fit to. I, 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 in a game, I feel like the hazard would be more effective. But obviously, mm-hmm. if we're talking about your entertainment, yeah, because I feel like with the, this whole debate, and I, that's, I'm not trying to taint Neymar in any way, but I feel like people let their personal enjoyment of watching Neymar kind of get in the way a slight bit. Yeah. Like he would do it, he would pull off a nutmeg or something like that, and yeah. they would let something like that get in the way. Where not taking anything away from it, but yeah. Do you know what? We have to be fair. I've, the amount of clips and matches I've watched of Hazard, you could literally, I'm pretty sure every season I've made a Hazard video or I've watched Hazard video, there's like a five minute clip of him doing like either nutmegs or like, not clips, sorry, five minute section of him doing nutmegs, mm. like these really nice little flicks that he does where it, the space that he creates and like the spatial awareness, it looks so simple in the eye, but I saw 
couple of players trying to flex. It's just not banging the same. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no. Like during the Premier League era when he was here, he was one of the few players. Every single time I came, we came up against him. I was genuinely scared. Like he loved, love, love, love a game against Arsenal. Yeah, that's we... why people doubt when I talk about Hazard because that like, he he scored bad goals against Arsenal. Like the fact that I, the fact he scored against Arsenal surely should be a reason why I rate him because every time he played against Arsenal it was long. Yeah, like long. every single time. Obviously, I think towards the end, the last couple games, that was when Chelsea kind of fell off in general. Yeah. So, the whole team suffered. But prior to that, like, this guy was on small. Every time he played us, I was always scared. And it's just like, I don't know. I will always go down to my favourite players anyways. Do you know what? Yeah. I, if, hopefully, he can stay injury-free. I really, really wanted to just bang at Real Madrid. Bang at Real Madrid, yeah. I'm 100%. just... Because he should have left Chelsea before he left them. He deserved. He Arsenal deserved his move. He, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Like yeah. he, he he matched work during that World Cup. Confidence was that high. He should have just left them. And he was fit. Mm. That was like good Hazard shape in my opinion. Like he moved to Real Madrid when he wasn't even fit. Obviously, the move like you you're not gonna say no because you're not fit at the time. But it's like it, it was just kind of Walker time. Yeah, but um, that's our thoughts on the the Neymar Hazard debate. It's yeah. something that does cause a lot of it does ruffle a lot of feathers. Yeah, me personally, um, I always prefer Hazard, but I'm I can obviously respect Neymar for what he's done. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, no, so that was the um, PSG Atalanta game. What other game tonight? Today, yeah. Or now the day we're recording this, which is. Yeah. Thursday. Wednesday. No, it's Thursday, I swear. Jesus, Thursday. sorry. I apologise. I apologise. <laughs> well, I mean, technically speaking, it's Friday. Yeah. But, um, days all over the place now. But, um, Atletico Madrid Leipzig. Now, that's Diogo Simeone. First time he's ever been knocked out by a side which doesn't contain Ronaldo. This is the one chance he had and he that was... bottled it. Oh. <laughs> what is he doing? Embarrassing man. He has blood on his hands for leaving Jao Felix on the bench and playing Diego Costa. Shame. Shambolic. Shambolic I saw, team. I saw loads of people surprised that Lorente was played as a striker, but he's no, been played there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We literally spoke about it last time. This guy's been playing as that kind of lone striker for ever since that Liverpool game. He was effective as well. Yeah, so I don't really know why people are surprised about that. Diego Costa was I mean, I'll say Lorente and Costa were both quite in the first half. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Lorente kind of grew into it in the second half, whereas Costa was just... That guy's finished, like, finito. Get him. Get him. I don't understand how he still plays, bro. How is he still playing for a political? It's, it's kind of like him and him and he agree in, in like, the very similar situations. Like, how is he still playing for Juventus? How is, Costa is it their name? Something, bro. They're, they're, they're running on what previous achievements, accolades, because this is going completely against the thing we're talking about age, though. But there's a difference between like, but they they've been un- visibly unfit yeah. and visibly like out of it. They don't really look, I mean, obviously, it, it, Costa isn't in a worse shape, but Higuain, I was saying, yeah, like, Costa literally just co- goes on to cause trouble, yeah, he goes on to get. I don't know if he get, tried to get himself about it because now he actually gets red cards. There was a time where he would 
course referees into he would draw fouls and he would like he would kind of you know like not making the first punch type of thing. Yeah. So yeah, he would yeah. never get in trouble. Now he just just seeing him lose his mind is just the craziest and the funniest thing I've ever seen, man. Yeah. He gets so riled up. But during the Premier League years, that guy was jarring, jarring. Every game, every game. He just he knew did. how. To, he, he's mastered the art of just rattling. Yeah. And he, he, he always, the referees always fall for it every single time. It's like, if he was one of my players, do your thing, bro. But if I'm 100%. against him, I hate him. Mm-hmm. Despise the guy. But I, I can, it's like a kind of hate where I can somewhat respect it because. Yeah, I respect hate. He's, it worked. Mm-hmm. It, it was a winning formula. He got two red cards against Arsenal. Yes. And it, I, I would just never forget that when he done against Gabriel. Yeah, he absolutely was... sucked Gabriel in and got him sent off. Do you know, it's actually embarrassing to watch though, getting sucked in by yeah. it. But it's only because it's hindsight and that. Yeah, no. I in the that's... moment, you can fall for it. In the moment, it's so easy to, because he, he's just a little... I'm not even going to try using no bad language on a podcast like this, but it's just... He's just yeah. a little, in layman's terms, a little git. Like yeah. He just knows what buttons to press and you will press them. Yeah. But, but um, that can only go so far until people just look at him like Rob Holden, look at him like, what the hell, man? Oh, yeah, that was, like, that was a great day. Thing. That was a great day. It's just like, it's, if you get on the wrong side of Costa, when he is the one that gets rattled, when he's the one that is not getting the ball, it does not work anymore. Definitely. So, yeah, no... I mean, the moment Jao Felix came on, he just changed the game. Different game. He was the bright spark of Atletico. He was the only hope that they had. Scored the penalty, scored the penalty. Literally. And I don't know. I mean, we'll see how it goes in next season. But I, I kind of, I rate Simeone as a manager. I just don't feel like Jao Felix should be under him. It's, it's not, I don't feel like it's that good for him, like, he should be in an attacking system where he can actually thrive. Or it doesn't have to be a proper attacking system, but... Do you know what? Yeah. It was a strange It was a strange appointment because the way... It was obviously replacing Griezmann. But mm. the way Simeone had to properly get under Griezmann type of thing, even he was saying at Barcelona, like, he just played football a different way. Yeah. And Jao Felix is too young and too talented to be a counter-attacking striker. Nah, we, it's a waste. We can't let this happen. Like, it's a waste. It's, it's not good for football. Like this guy, obviously, I, I said in my post, Mbappe is the only generational talent. If there's <laughs> anyone to come close, it's Joao Felix. Yeah. And then obviously your Trent's but The saving grace is that obviously, yeah, like we mentioned, he's very young, so he has time. But I just, I hope that it does get better because I'm not trying to see these years get wasted. Because, as I said, you, you see Mbappe at 21, 2019, but mm-hmm. not the scene, like it's nothing. So, there's evidently no, you can still do it at an age, so I'm just not trying to see his young age go to a waste. But he done well when he came on, should have really started. There was no reason for him not to start. Like, it's not like with Mbappe, he was injured or mm-hmm. Dybala was injured. Like, he wasn't injured, he just didn't start. And he should have. But, we got to give. Kudos, credits to RB Leipzig. Mm-hmm, yeah. Bro, Open Meccano. Man of the match. He dropped a, he dropped a monster class. He dropped a blast. He dropped everything. Everything. Yeah. Bro, 
that guy. On the ball, crazy. <laughs> We're in the air, winning everything. Do you see the Tackles. way he um comes out with the ball off the defensive line? Bro, he's he might as well he's, he's moving into the midfield territory with confidence, like it's so it's so classy. And you can see where people are, I mean, I'll be like to what ask for a big box. Obviously, he did sign a recent contract, but I feel like I don't feel like he's gonna stay that there. That contract too long. has put his price up. Price gone all the way up. We're talking what three figures at this point. I wouldn't be surprised if he does that because he's still only yeah. 21, 20. Mm-hmm. Like, crazy young, but he performed like he's touching his 30s. Yeah, coach, as you say, but it's like brilliant performance from him. Um, Overall, in the first half, I thought both teams. Leipzig, were, do you not think Leipzig were the team on top? I like to go on top, but like defensively. They both kind of had it, not on lock, but they done well defensively. Not well, yeah. but like like Jimenez at the back for Atletico was solid. And Savage yeah. was solid as well, but it kind of fell apart during the second half. To be honest, the goal that obviously they conceded was a big disappointment. <laughs> but it's that thing, the game, these games gift those who who go for it. Leipzig were going for it. They didn't hold back. Nagelsmann, guys in the DM saying Nagelsmann masterclass. Mm. It's crazy. I didn't watch it that. I didn't watch it that closely to say that. Yeah, Nagelsmann I wouldn't say it was his greatest game. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say it's Nagelsmann masterclass. For people seeing this first game, he's done better. Yeah, no. he's done better. Hundred percent. Definitely, definitely. Like, but he he put up a good showing for himself, and he got the win. And but I wouldn't say this was a masterclass for me. On, on Nagelsmann, so I was saying to my friend, so what is his, because obviously I would have loved him at Arsenal, but that's, that ship sailed. What is his, like, move now? He's very obviously very young. With Leipzig, I suppose their goal was to, well, Red Bull came in, put the money in, got them up the division. 2009. They've been coming, yeah, so they're only, like, 11, 11 years old, is it? Yep. Do you think their goal is still the Bundesliga? Like, I, I'm, I'm not, that's, that's well, stupid. I mean, obviously, they want to win the Bundesliga, but... How long do you think they can put on that before they lose, man? I mean, I can see him going soon because that's why he's only been there for like two years, he, was it? Because he's he, at before, isn't it? He replaced um, the guy at Southampton, what's his name? Hassan Hutel. Yeah. And they've both been touching distance away from it, but they just don't have the firepower that Bayern Munich have. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> no, I feel like... He can, he can definitely, as you said, it depends on who they get now because obviously they've lost a team of Werner who massive loss for them. Let's see what their recruitment's like and we'll see if they are able to improve. Before we move on, big shout out to, oh, I've got his name, Sabetsa, world class, oh, yeah, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, he done bits, he done bits, he done bits. World and class. even shout out to Angelino as well. Yeah, he on did. That, that ball for the winning goal because it's like many men would have crossed it to the, the front I, post. I love a cutback cross. Literally. And it was so My smart because I feel like he definitely intended that because Adams was in so much space just there. Mm-hmm. Came Shooting ability. I mean, I will say that Adams' shot was going off wide so they were quite lucky with that goal. Do you know what, though, Jay? Do you think, at the, in the first half, they kept getting it to the edge of the box and then like doing these weird like 
crosses to the the edge of the to like yeah. um, the flanks of the box. It obviously works, and then you drill it in and whatever. But they did. They I think just a shot, a shot when a team is like defending for their lives. Deflections are the most liable thing to happen. Just players throwing themselves at the ball. Mm. So fair play to Leipzig. They went for it and they got their reward. First, this was surely this is their first ever semi final. They only like yeah. as well. Yeah, literally. So big things for them. Now they are facing PSG. Hmm, should be it should be a very interesting game. Obviously, um, okay. I was predicting that it would be Atleti. I was talking the talk like. Oh. PSG need to be more clinical. I let you have them on lock, but I'm not going to lie, looking long for Leipzig. Yeah, because when we're talking about that Neymar Mbappe link up, I'm not that, sure if Ferrari will be back, but that link up between them two, oh, it's just long. It's long. Literally. Like, them two, when they got the chemistry, yeah, they, you saw what they were doing when they came on. So, I just do pray that they don't underestimate Leipzig. Yeah, they did. No, I feel like no, because even people are trying to underestimate Atlanta. Atlanta. Exactly. I was that was their issue at the start as well. Like, this side, they've, they're literally the highest scoring team in Europe. They've mm. been doing their thing um, throughout the whole season. Like, you can't underestimate them just because a name was there or Mbappe's come back. I get it. Like, they're quality players. But as a unit, you, you can't underestimate them. And the same should be said for um, Leipzig. Like, Obviously, mm-hmm. PSG probably the favourites, but don't be sleep on RB Leipzig, like. Damn. I thought they were done with Vern- without Werner, to be fair, but they definitely proved me wrong. Yeah, I thought yeah, Werner was... I had worries about a Paulson replacing a, a Werner, but... The thing with Paulson, he only worked with Werner there. Yeah. But obviously, they can't... Obviously, stick situation now because he left during a time where they can't... Buy, buy someone else. Yeah. But um, yeah, not say so, yeah. Don't sleep on don't sleep on Leipzig versus PSG. I feel like they could do an upset. Yeah. But um, so tomorrow, Bayern Munich versus the big one, Barcelona. That was it. My mind went blank for a second. Um, it's so funny. My friend was like, "Oh, the big one that Barcelona, that Bayern Munich are just gonna wipe them." Like it's technically the two best teams, but Bayern just look like. I mean, Brian are my favourites to win it. So, uh, I, I will be backing them to win this. Yeah, no. Because when you got Lewandowski on what he's doing, Thiago, Goretzka, um, who else is there? Muller. Like, Do you know what you're hard. not doing, though? You're not mentioning their defence. And I think their defence is very gettable. You think? No, I just don't trust that guy. Yeah, trust him anymore. He's definitely not the knight of old. Defenders, Boateng, Shula. Shule. As soon as they're big guys, as soon as definitely the better one. Are they mobile enough? Boateng's the one I'm worried about. Obviously, not because of what happened five years ago, but he's genuinely <laughs> fallen off in. To be honest, I, I forgot he. I, I, weren't they trying to get rid of him? Weren't they trying to send him to Arsenal? Oh, yeah, they're season? trying to send him to Arsenal Tottenham last summer. Who did they play there instead? Javi Martinez? No, I think was it not Lucas Hernandez? Yeah, they were doing. But obviously, Hernandez had, hasn't really had a great season. They had bare wing backs, like designed wing backs. They had, um, but they had quite a lot of injuries. Yeah, no, the defense again isn't as of all, but I would say someone like Shula yeah, should give Alphonse them hope at the back. as well. 
But it's like you give Messi any little chance, and that guy, he, he's goal, he's the goal. So it's like mm-hmm. you can just in a, with a click or a finger change it the whole time. You know, with games like this, I find it hard to like. Like with PSG, I can be like, oh yeah, they can, they need to be clinical earlier on. Da, da, da. With Leipzig or someone, but they need to defend. But with Barcelona and <clears throat> Bayern, especially, mm. I don't know. It's just like um, I'm not like worthy to say, but I feel as if anything they do could work. Do you know when they have that much talent? Like yeah. Bayern can sit back, they'll probably score a goal. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. I, I, Barcelona sitting back won't work. Actually, sorry. Barcelona and St. Mike won't work. I feel Barcelona will obviously put up a fight, but I'm going to go with a Bayern Munich win because they are my favourites to win this. And they Close. are the best team in the world. They've got one of the highest assisters in Thomas Muller. They've got the best player in the world right now, Lewandowski. Mm-hmm. One of the best midfielders, if not the best midfielders in Thiago. Like, their team is star-studded and they're in the create they're in their best ever form in a long time they're going for it like I don't I can't remember the guy's name the guy managing them begins with F but I don't know what he's done for them Hansi Flick yes that's it but I don't know what he's done for them because they started off this season quite sus a bit shabby but ever since he's came in don't know what he's got that winning formula he's just got everything gelled together do you know what with Bayern except for Pep Obviously, I do like how they don't, they do go for kind of unassuming managers. I forgot the guy's name before. Kovac. Kovac, yeah. He didn't, he obviously ended off on a bad note, but they don't, I like how they don't really go for massive, massive, massive names. Yeah, that's, that's always I think that's a German thing. I think it's a German thing. Yeah, because I think he came from Frankfurt, innit? Yeah. They, they, do, they secured they him after Frankfurt. I think, could have sworn Frankfurt beat them like 5-1 in the final or something. Yep. Cup won the cup final. Yeah, and then that was, I think that was probably the turning point for them. Close in the Europa League as well, they only lost to Chelsea. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I'm probably going to go over Bayern Munich when you're still, what are you saying? Right, let's do like actual score predictions. With me, I just have some, I was going to say I have a bias towards Barcelona, but it's literally just Messi at this point. Yeah, Messi, it's have, Messi and Shalom. I have belief in him, but Bayern are just too much. So I'm going to say, I would love a 2-0 to Barcelona. I'm realistically going to say Barcelona can score them two goals, but Bayern is scoring three. Yeah, I'd say three. Three two. Yeah, I'd say three two as well. To be fair, because mm. you, you're but the Bayern unit defense could definitely get got out, but I can't see a Barcelona conceding four. I, I was I was gonna say a forty, but it would be a four if the wheels come off type thing. Yeah, and I don't feel like that would happen at Barcelona. Mm. Obviously, it could, but it's not like a with all due respect to Chelsea that happened. Yeah, hundred percent. So you know, yeah, no, I would say three two as well to be fair. Then the other game, Man City versus Leon. Mm. Now we mentioned it earlier in the podcast. People can't be sleeping on Leon. You don't want to be doing that. Nope. They are like Leon, Leon beat City 2018-2019 to last season. I think in their group stage games. I mean, even when they last played Man City, obviously there was a group stage game. I don't feel like there was a lot on the line, but they did beat Man City 2-1 at mm. their own backyard. Mm-hmm. 
so it can't really go under the radar what this this Leon side is actually on. Yeah. Like obviously they got the solid solid guy, anti Lopez at the back in the between the sticks. Yep. And then obviously Memphis Apparel goes out saying Custom Wands goes out saying well. exactly Dembele can't be seen from him. Definitely not. Um, you got the Bruno guy. I'm, I'm always just gonna call him Bruno because I've never actually decided to take his surname. What is it Gumeres? Gumeres. Gumeres. Yeah, it's not worth it. Be, yeah. be respectful. <laughs> Let me just say Bruno. Then obviously yeah. Jeff Ren Adley. Bro, yes. It's painful. He, I it think he only painful. just came back from injury. Against he had the same injury as the pie, like both really bad ACLs, but they yeah. both came back. Starting, it's because Jeffrey Adelaide. I, I could genuinely like we all knew that he was a baller, and we still let him go. Like, do you think? Do you could you see a future for him at Arsenal? Yes, yes, because I I watched him in the Emirates Cup, and I watched him split walls. Bro, the Emirates Cup game, I feel as if it, I saw that. If you didn't watch 55. that game, you're not a serious fan. Yeah, yeah. he was bad. Like he's levels. He was making De Bruyne. Obviously, De Bruyne wasn't it then. But he, De Bruyne was non-existent. In that game. And yeah, obviously, people say, yeah, it's, a, it's an Emirates card, didn't mean I. But yeah, no. no I'm just that's when, that that's when you stake your name. That's when you stake your name for yourself. That's when you put yourself out there. Exactly. I'm seeing that number 55 just do a madness. And I'm just... was, he, was he, sorry, was he sold that very season? No, nah, we kept him that season. Then 16, we loaded him. Then he done well on his loan and we still sold him. It's no, Unite Emery. Unite Emery. I'm not even gonna, I'm not even trying to come from my man, but <laughs> he preferred Willock. <laughs> no disrespect. But, but Willock is not it, bro. The ability was there and it's like do you not learn from Gnabry? Like, because Gnabry, the exact same thing happened. Like Gnabry had I don't understand. People say that our oh, Arsenal fans are trying to claim him after they doubted him. I promise you, not a single every single Arsenal <laughs> fan rated him. And we watched him many times. He obviously he made his debut against Swansea. Came on against um, Tottenham in the FA Cup where he won 2-0. Yeah. Came in a couple of Premier League games here and there. We saw, we knew what that number 44 was on and it's fucking sold him. And then it hurts when you see it Jeff and Adelaide. So it's like, I'm happy to see him out and then he actually do bits in the circles. He, Even, um, sorry, before you move on, you know yeah. Donny Marlin? Um, oh, another one. The thing about Donny Marlin is... I, I can somewhat see it. Not he wasn't the first team. Exactly. He wasn't the first team. I don't think he actually made a first team appearance. Obviously, he played in that preseason in Singapore. Yeah. Honestly, Singapore, Indonesia, one of the two. Mm-hmm. But um, that's the only time I actually saw him barred. Obviously, the youth cup games and stuff like. Do that. you know what I think it is? I think we take youth players for granted. Yeah, because we literally had about. Well, we fumbled the bag big time. We're talking what, Benassa, mm-hmm. who's now at uh, AC Milan. We're talking ref Rene Adley, Gnabry. And Malin, that's 200 million right there. Mm-hmm. And that's all from our academies. Like, it's not like someone we've bought from you another academy. <laughs> yeah. You need younger. to get in. He was younger, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Is he actually with us? I think he was very young. Oh. Yeah, no, but that's a good 200 mil right there. Straight yeah. from our academy. It's painful yeah. to think about. We can't really be doing that again. That's why I'm trying to tell man, give patience with a, a definitely a Reese Nelson. Yeah. Because I've seen a couple games of him in the youth cup, like cup games and stuff like there's that. There's no, there's the no big... value in selling these guys. Yeah. Like I, I can't, I can't see them. Maybe 
They're not on stupid radio because they're young. Mm. You're not going to get millions for them. Just keep them. The potential's evidently there. So why are you in such a rush? I just, yeah. I never got it, but um, Reynard Lee is definitely another person on that Leon side. I just don't feel like people should be underrating them, to be honest. Mm-hmm. As you said, they've, they gave PSG a tough game in that final the other day. They're not an easy team you could just walk all over. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, but I, I will say, all that I've done all that prop just to say that Man City are looking like favourites. <laughs> <laughs> two no favourites for me. I'd say two one. I could see, I could definitely see a goal from Leon, but I just feel like Man City are just like they they could easily make a final, for example, because as we, we've mentioned many times, this is their priority. They're in good form, stuff like that. So yeah, I'll probably go with two one. You're saying two no. Hmm. Okay, okay, okay. I feel like let me just check. I feel like I could have missed out on sound, but so we're by minute by Barcelona tomorrow. I'm excited for that one though. Yeah, that's a big game. Actually, you know what? Let me quickly touch on that Ozil situation. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I knew I knew we forgot something. Let me see some of the replies I got. Because I posted some of the quotes from his story. Now, I'll tell you what. I the understanding I have of it, I haven't looked into it too tough, but my understanding is from what I've seen floating about, they've literally stopped Mesut Ozil from playing because he didn't take the pay cut. So when he wasn't making the starting eleven and stuff like that, obviously a part of it could have been down to ability. But from what I've seen from this recent interview and stuff like that, it's literally been a thing where because he didn't take the pay cut. Um, they've not played him. Or again, yeah, I could I, I could have been him out as well. Yeah, I could have been misinformed. So let me know if I'm wrong. My right. Um, obviously, I saw him talk about um, Muslims and stuff like that, and yeah. I stand with him. You know, as much as it's not, me- I'm not like it's not meant to be a competition where because the whole Black Lives Matter movement happened, then. Like people forgetting about Muslims, it's not like that. I feel like everyone should have the equality that they that they need. And the Black Lives Matter movement was just a seat for equality. It wasn't a seat yeah. to get a one-off or anything. 100%. So the same way Black Lives Matter, same goes for the Muslims out there. Mm-hmm. So I think that's all I really saw in it. Really, now. Yeah, the the bits I put up was he briefly mentioned about the pay cut. Remember, we even discussed it. The, it, it's, it was evident that like, we didn't need someone to tell us, but... I mean, he was ahead of the curve. Like, he was yeah. just, he was the only smart one. Cause... He literally knew that, not even, he, he didn't know. He just wasn't told where the money was going. Mm. And he does say he has commitments. He has obviously family commitments in Turkey and Germany, whatever. He does have commitments to massive charities that he runs as Literally, well. This is the most generous player in the world. I can't think of a more generous and more charitable guy than him. You said he was going to offer double his wages. Like the, the way thing that people don't understand about wages, yeah, literally, the thing that people don't understand about wages is that obviously it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, but you know, it's like, oh, what do people do with their money? They they have commitments in their budget. Like they budget for three hundred fifty. It sounds. It does sound. It does sound um, stupid and no, it does sound crazy. But if I have £250,000 a week, 
I have no excuse to not help out my family back home where I'm from. Like, why would I just? Do you know what I mean, people think it's just you, you buy a house, you buy a car, you go to training every day. Like, you literally have no excuse to boss your whole family. These are commitments to himself. Obviously, he does want to do it. I'm not saying he was forced into it. Yeah. And obviously, the charity, the new one that he's doing, in like he mentioned it briefly. I don't think it's really out there in the media, but I'm not sure if it's the same one I think it is. But there's obviously the big shoe. There's obviously the one in, um, in Germany that he runs with a couple of other players. <laughs> It's, yeah, he, he's not like a... He's never been like that selfish, He's not some money-hungry guy, exactly. And the fact of the matter is, he's played £250,000 to play football. Mm. Now, say what you want about his performances, this and that, this and that. Arteta's first 10 games as manager, he played every single one of them games. Everyone saw the turnaround. Literally. As soon as there's a break, stuff happens, this and that. Money's tight. They need pay cuts. They need gays off the books. He suddenly doesn't play. It's no coincidence. Wait, what did he say? I love the way he said he was just like, if you consider the circumstances, you cannot use these statistics. If you have to, it's more accurate to look at the data from my whole Arsenal career and also from the team games after Mikel was appointed. Exactly. Mm. Not bad for someone who had barely been picked a year and a half. That's, it's obviously cheeky and people may... If you don't like him, you just obviously take his words way out of context, but it's mm. facts. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. How can I bring up his Emery stats when Emery did not like him? Emery done like, it, Like, literally, he literally did not like him. as like, Not even, oh, he didn't like him as a player. He physically did not like him as a man. It was probably paining him to put him in that starting level. Literally, literally. Yeah, no, it's always been a... Ezra will always be a divisive player, and mm-hmm. my thoughts on him is I've watched it in live and I feel like you know I'm not trying to be that guy where if you go to games if you don't go to games you can't have an opinion of course but I feel like with a player like Mesut Ozil the excitement that he brings he's one of those few players you have to watch live to truly understand what he's about mm-hmm. I feel like obviously I take everyone's opinion seriously but if all you see are stats and if all you see are the odd highlight on the TV or the odd highlight on Twitter. I, you can't really have a true opinion on Meza Ozil. That being said, obviously he has fallen off. He's not the same Meza Ozil of 2015-16. Like, that goes without saying. He's not the same for everything. Um, and I feel like, obviously he's got one year left in his contract now. I feel yep. like it's best for all parties if he just kind of runs that contract down and I don't know mm-hmm. where he wants to go, whether it's Turkey or mm-hmm. I don't know, wherever he wants to go. I feel it's best for just all parties for him to just move on because I'm but He tired. needs to play. He needs to play, Jay. Because not, I think it's a so. waste. It's a proper waste of money. And honestly, so obviously he's divisive, but honestly, as an Arsenal fan, we are obviously look at football differently. But mm. at one point, did you think this guy needs to get out of the team? What? Like, no, because it's like... I, I never mean, thought... He wasn't performing, but I never thought, let's not start early. Even when he's not... I mean, again, I'm not even trying to... I'm just going to say how it is because it's my podcast and whatever, but it's like every time I say my opinions on Ozil, they run with this whole Ozil fanboy shit. I'm not yeah, a fanboy of anyone. I get it. There are probably fanboys out there as there are fanboys for every single big player out there. It's natural. That's it's the game. It's natural. It's football. But I'm not an Ozil fanboy. If he's shit and if he's performing poor, I'll say it. But like... And I a just... fanboy is allowed to say that, by the way. 
I, yeah, like, I don't like this. I don't like this blind defending of people. Like we're not stupid. We watch the same ninety minutes. Yeah, no. I just feel like this whole time, he's always just been this. Even when he first first came and he was put out wide, I remember he was still getting Bruh. criticism. Then like he, <laughs> this whole career of his. What's that just thing? What's that? Sorry, before you, what's that? Um, dig that. But I was on the wing like Özil. The fact that that's even a bar. Oh, yeah. Why was Mesut Özil played on the left wing? <laughs> Literally. It's just disrespectful, actually. Like it pisses me. Stuff like that pisses me off. And uh, again, no, no offense to Papa Wang, but it was it was very it was very suspect that move. Yeah, no, definitely. Like it's we've we've literally skate, good, he's skate. That's what I'm saying. That's like I kind of I I just don't like seeing us always get scapegoated like this. Like this is a player I've seen. I don't know. I don't want to keep using the point that I've seen in live, but it's like some of the stuff you see him do, not even just live, but even on the TV, if you're actually watching the flicks, Magical. the smart play, the, the dummies, the, the vision. always one head, one step ahead of everyone else. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I don't know. You know the thing we were talking about, age, you don't lose that. Yeah. You don't, because you grow older, you don't lose your vision for the game. Yeah. He doesn't need to be like, oh, I'm not saying that he doesn't need to defend. Like, obviously, he d- not defend, sorry. He doesn't what? need to work hard it's, for the team. But what does working hard for the team mean? It's like Alexis Sanchez looked like he was running up and down like a headless chicken. But he if you look less. at his, can you imagine? If it's, you look at, because he's a, he's a fucking, sorry for my language. No, he's a, he was playing in the, in the attack. He's, Ezra is a physical midfielder. He's going to be, in defence, naturally as his position, and in attack as his position. But I put Meza Ozil in my team to play them killer balls and to create chances. That's what I'm saying. Like it's... He has never gone a game without creating more than three chances. Honestly, that is obviously a weird statement. I've not backed over stats, but I cannot imagine a game where he has not created chances. And these are not chances where he's passed it and then um, the strike has to make up. Like These are effectively on the plate chances. I'm not saying that the strikers are shit because they didn't finish it. It's football. You have have many chances in the game. It's all about being clinical, but mm. <sighs> I just, I just it, feel it, like it frustrates me a lot. He bro. just gets scapegoated. That's that's the bit that annoys me. It's like I've seen so many times we can lose a game because of a Mustafi blunder. What people will talk about Urzu. I can see so many games recently. Urzu's not playing. And his name was getting mentioned, bro. It's he catches from every single way every single corner and it's like and what are we craving now in the chance market creativity you know I see so many people who paying 250 bags a week for creativity and you know I bet you sorry to I'm, no, go on, go I'm on. about to finish my right as soon as he comes on he'll create all the chances oh but he doesn't defend as much he doesn't do it's <sighs> it's jarring and I, I, I try not look too much into it because it happens all the time like it, Definitely for like the past year, two years straight, non-stop as a, as a slander. And that's like, oh, it's, they just, it, there's slander and then there's just scapegoating. And I feel like, I kind of just want him to leave because I'm just, I'm tired. I'm tired. Yeah. It seems a bit like another Sancho, Sancho, Sanchez fiasco. We just have to get rid of it. But it's, it's bad. We can't keep having this. It's, it's very toxic the way that it's, it's been, it's like become accepted to do it towards us. And it's our, it's, the common denominator is our board, our management. You know, and, and it's normal, people, it's normal for a club, but... People will complain about the 350k, 
But when it actually happened, not one person was complaining. <laughs> Nobody cared. People saying, pay the money, pay this to Sanchez as well. They were saying, no, I've saw many people at the time saying, because obviously, Ursula <coughs> was on better form because Sanchez was poor that season. They were saying, yeah, just give the money to us because Urs was actually showing that he wants it when Sancho, uh, Sanchez has not really been the same player as he was the season before. And there was, been, there was many people defending the fact that we gave the contract to Urs over Sanchez. But yeah, no. It just I just it's just the Arsenal fan base though. I feel like But you know what, even so, even general football fans, they obviously don't have that affiliation to Arsenal, but with general football at least fans, you expect you expect them yeah, to at least understand yeah. the situation. That's it. I, I I would expect a general football fan to throw that type of banter towards us because I, I expect that you don't really watch enough, then you're seeing the numbers, they're not good. Cool. Mm. But I'm seeing like even like Lee Gunner, like I'm gonna call him out. Like I don't know if he he <laughs> probably would never. Tether. But he was on to Arteta, so do you know what? I can't. You can obviously have your peace, but I just, yeah, yeah. Like obviously, That's... if you've got a pro- if he's got a problem with me saying we can have this debate with him, but it's like the guy dedicates. I, I, I don't check on his profile all the time. It comes up in group chats every now and then. Or I might see it pop up in the comment section, and I check his account. My man's like, oh. 352 days till Urza's gone. 351 days till Urza's gone. 350 days till this force gone. It's like it's this isn't bad. This isn't even like a debate on his ability at this point. Like this is yeah. personal, my guy. Like it's it's a lot of it is personal at this point because when a when a footballer is not playing football and you're still talking about him, I mean what, that what, is what the is definition it? of rent free at this point. You know, and. I think that's that's. Do you know what? Even as a human, stuff like this, I don't feel bad that he was getting all that money. I mean, not he, money, lit, but all that, all that, like what he thinks he deserves, type of thing. Because plus, I what's mean, the point? If he's going to be treated like shit, at least be paid. A lot of that fee, and I know people will probably get angry, not angry about this, but they'll say, "Oh, but we paid for football ability and shit like that." A lot of that money paid to him, not a lot actually. But a part of that um, wage was definitely due to his commercial value. Mm-hmm. The stuff that they, they're willing to pay that extra bit more because he will bring in a lot of revenue. Do you not think sales, shit if, like that. if Adidas and, and Nerzo were still doing that thing, do you not think Nerzo would be across every single billboard? And last year he was a main he was a main guy in it, doing doing up bruv and stuff in the advert and all that rubbish. I mean, that's why I surprised he, that, that I'll be interested been. to see the um, shirt sales in his, with his name as well. Oh, no. With Arsenal, he's definitely... He must be our most successful shirt seller. He has more followers than... Uh, followers are stupid, but... That's what I'm saying. Like, people... If we're, to, if we're to look so deep into this contract, I feel like definitely a part of it was... Where it was three hundred and fifty, like if it was, if he didn't have his commercial value, for example, I don't feel like it would have been three hundred and fifty. For example, I feel like his commercial value definitely bumped it up a bit. Yeah, I don't want to move like some expert, but people don't understand how contracts work, mm. and it's not three hundred fifty pounds to, to to create chances. You know what I mean? It's just a lot more goes into it. But yeah, yeah, no. We All I can hope for is that. They just realise, cut their losses and realise he's not leaving. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's evidently not leaving. So, 
it's just playing, but it's, this is why it feels like it's just definitely polit- politics. Yeah, why he's not playing? It's it's just I just needed, I just needed to end because I don't like to see Urzul go down like this because yeah. he's already gone out sad. Obviously, maybe that's not all thought of his own, but it's like all the Arsenal fans are turning him, all the games turning him. Like people don't view him as the Urzul before, and it's it's sad to see to be honest. Mm. And I'm happy that he spoke out not just about the wages and stuff but also about the China thing and just in general I'm happy that his voice is not he's not letting his voice be dictated by whatever Arsenal sorry I say Arsenal I don't mean my club I mean the bad management that they have yeah yeah definitely but um my phone's due to die soon I can't even like same with me same with me but you know, and that was a good pod, though. We covered a lot of stuff. You know, we aired it again. What's that? Nearly two hours. But you know, you're getting your mo- you're getting your time's worth. Just slap yeah. it in the background. You're good. You're good. But um, yeah, that was another episode of the Footballers Podcast with myself, Jay, and my co-host David. Yep. Thanks for um, having me again. Come on, bro. Um, and yeah, keep it locked, people. We'll catch you again next week. I'm out. In the mist.